Welcome in, welcome in. This is the Extra Point Podcast with the College Football Experience. We are the College Football Experience. My, my name's Gus, that's Will, and we're here to talk some football. Will, how you doing tonight, my brother? Good, man. Had a good little weekend, uh, ready to get this thing rolling. We are less than two weeks away from football. Ooh, man, it zero. Yeah, it's right around the corner. And it gets me gets me excited, man. There's been so much happening, so much that we really don't have time to cover tonight with all of this conference realignment, RIP to the Pac-12. But that's that's off-season talk. The season, like you said, is right around the corner. Conference realignment, push all of that crap off to the side. It's time to break down some teams like we've been doing. We're going to be breaking down the best conference tonight, the SEC, the conference in which we live every single day, the best conference, man. Can't wait to break down those win totals. But first, before we jump into anything, man, just continue to like, continue to subscribe, continue to tell people about our YouTube channel, the podcast, when whenever we go live. Um, Will's killing it, like I've been saying, on the TikTok and the Instagram game. Just like, share, subscribe. You don't want to miss out on all the content that we're going to be making this fall when we get on these campuses. It's going to be like nothing you've ever seen. It's going to be like nothing you've ever experienced unless you've been to the games. It's going to be like nothing you've ever watched on YouTube, and we can't wait to bring it to you when we eventually get there. And you can find us on all of those social media platforms at the College Football Experience. Whew. That was a mouthful. But, man. Yeah, that was that was a lot. <laughs> man, but I cannot wait to get on campus. And maybe we can get to this team's campuses over under win totals. Let's dive into it. Hopefully, we can get on this campus next season. Maybe the Georgia Bulldogs, the back-to-back back, back back national <laughs> champions, man. I mean, 12-0 regular season 2021. 12-0 regular season 2022. Can they have a 12-0 regular season 2023 over-under win total, dude? 11-and-a-half. No room for error. Kind of diving into this schedule, it's a cakewalk. We've already broken down. Well, it's a cakewalk relative to Georgia. They open up with UT Martin at home, Ball State at home, South Carolina at home, UAB at home. First road test of the year at Auburn. That might be a really late game. So that's going to be so. very interesting. Um, Kentucky at home. Vanderbilt on the road off week. Florida in Jacksonville. Missouri at home. That's our homecoming game. Ole Miss at home. Lots of home games. At Tennessee. That's going to be their toughest test of the year in the regular season. And then at Georgia Tech. Over under 11 and a half well what are you doing with the georgia bulldogs 2023 man dude this is probably you know we got a lot of georgia fans that we communicate with every day um they feel like this is going to be one of the one of their most talented like defenses they've had uh their skill positions is one of the deepest they've had in a long time mm-hmm but man, it is so hard to go 
undefeated three straight regular seasons. And it's hard. Don't ask me what game it's going to be, but I can see him slipping up once. Just, just new quarterback. Once. Yeah, just mm-hmm. once. New quarterback. Just I just think that just going undefeated three straight seasons, just the odds are against them. Uh, they're probably going to prove me wrong, but I'm going to go under for the Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, dude. Plus, kind of – Kind of like you were saying, dude, they're loaded on the offensive line. I mean, they are stacked. They're deep. They're seasoned. They're veterans. They're really loaded at the skill position. Like like you were saying, they kind of hit a couple transfers from the portal. They're loaded as ever at uh, tight end. Brock Bowers is probably pound for pound the best football player in the country. Their secondary is are freaks there i mean they have so many freaks back there just because kirby and them have recruited their butts off but the qb's not proven it's probably going to be carson back from everything that everyone's hearing from everything that everyone's saying it's going to be carson back and i mean it'll be his first year starting there's so much that's unproven and they really aren't as loaded at running back as they have been and since spring through spring ball and through summer and through fall camp, they've they've been battling injuries at yeah. their at the running back spot. So if they're not able to run the ball due to more injury at running back, can Carson Beck perform on a big stage when he goes to Auburn and the crowd's crazy? When he goes to Tennessee and the crowd is raucous, that could be a game for the East. With the weight of this program on his shoulders, I think he's got he could be the reason that they slip up. And so I'm going under for the dog too, just because it's at 11 and a half. Maybe if this was at an 11, I would go over. And if they just went 11 and one, I could get a push. But I'm going under for the dogs. And with us being Auburn and Florida fans, that just sounds like a bunch of hate. It's, it's, we're, I'm trying not to be biased. I'm really not. It's just the odds are against them. Right. It's and, just the law of averages. They're, yeah, they're going and, to slip up. They almost slipped up against Missouri last year. Yeah. And so, and you kind of downgraded with the, uh, the quarterback position, right. the running backs position. Now, you do got Brock Bowers. And I have seen – clips of him taking reps at the running back position so he is he is an alternate if they need him i was so heisman heisman campaign incoming for brock bowers i mean could do i mean could you just imagine how depleted you are at the running back position that you're just saying like Hey, this guy's the best football player, and all of and all of our guys are hurt. So I actually think he played running back in high school too. He did, yeah. They I played mean, in like a triple yeah. option type deal. Yeah. So he, yeah. I mean, I mean, if if he, he's the best player in the country, yeah. so why not? If you need him, put him back there. And I guarantee, when they played Auburn, if they hadn't showed it, be the game they showed it, or they might wait until Tennessee game. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, he, and I mean, I mean, are there any other games besides the Auburn and the Tennessee game that they might be able to just drop? Well, the only reason why I'd even consider Auburn being one is just because it's in Jordan Hare, and it might be a night game. The crowd's going to yeah. be rocking. 
both of y'all's well there it'll be Auburn's second game there big game and then that'll be kind of Georgia's first big game Carson Beck's first game on the road in the SEC mm-hmm. um and if you can't run the ball man in those type of games to silence the crowd and just pound pound that defense and man they're going you never know I mean I like third and third and 11 Ooh, you you have that you have ninety thousand people at Jordan Hare breathing down your neck, going crazy. I mean, that they could lose that game. I don't think Auburn's beating Georgia. No, but, I don't either. No, but, but it's a possibility. Yeah, I don't think Florida has a chance either. I, I don't even yeah consider them a threat this year. <laughs> Not this year. Yeah, maybe maybe twenty four. I might yeah. give them an opportunity. I mean, any anything can happen, but you just yeah. I mean, if if Carson Beck goes down, I'll I'll give us a shot then. Yeah, um, I mean, and if we're fully healthy, but Georgia's just talented everywhere, man. You're gonna have to score on their defense first. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of. This this team's kind of become Alo- um, Georgia's kind of their biggest rival in the past couple of years, the Alabama. Crimson Tide, their win total is at 10, 10 and a half. Does the Tide remember how to roll? As we oh yeah, their, as we pull their schedule up, man, they they have they have a pretty tough schedule, but they have a lot of home games this season. They open up with Middle Tennessee State at home, Texas at home. That's going to be an amazing game. At South Florida, weird, so weird, weird. Yeah, that's yeah, really weird. weird. Then they come back home to play Ole Miss, led by Lane Kiffin. Always likes to play Alabama. Um, then they go to Mississippi State, to Texas A&M, Arkansas at home, Tennessee at home. We will be at that game the third Saturday in October. Off week Roll before time. LSU comes to town. Then they go to Kentucky. That'll be an interesting game. I can't remember the last time Alabama went to Kentucky. Then it's been get, a few. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Then then they get Chattanooga at home, and then the Iron Bowl. We will be there as well. Ten and a half, man. I think this is a pretty bang on number for this football team. Ten and a half over under. Where you got them, Will? Um, I got them going over. Mm-hmm. Um, see them slipping up somewhere. Just that stretch of Old Miss to Tennessee. I think it's going to be in that little stretch right there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably at A&M if I would uh, pick one of them. Just because that's a weird game. Jimbo Fisher plays Alabama tough. Um. But I think they're going to slip up somewhere. I, I think Tennessee is going to be a revenge game coming into Bryant Denny. So is LSU. Um, I think this is, Alabama is going to look different this year, more old school, more of what mm-hmm. Alabama fans like to see. The they're going to be lining up, running the ball a lot, running heavy. Pound. Yeah, the defense is going to be stacked. So yeah. don't expect them to just put up fifty on anybody anymore. Um. So it depend it been it it's going to be interesting who they pick at quarterback. It looks like it might be Milrow, yeah, uh, to start I mean, the season. But I think we're going to see Ty uh, some 
some. Yeah, I think he's going to end up being the better thrower, and they're going to need a dude who can who can make big throws. Yeah, right. they're going to need some just just in their play action game. Just who can, um, you know, on those third downs, who can make the, those throws to get them to another set of downs, and then keep running the ball. I think we're going to find out week two whether this is going over or this is going under. When they when they play Texas, I think that's going to be like sticking a meat thermometer whenever you're grilling a steak and you're trying to get it to that perfect medium rare and you throw that meat thermometer in there. It's either going to be way too cold or it's going to be way too hot and you've overcooked your steak. We're going to be able to find out that week when Texas comes to town because Texas probably Texas should have beat Alabama last year. They had them yeah, on the ropes. Yeah. They they should have beat them last year. Texas is a lot more talented this year. So that's going to be a really big test, man. This is such a I mean, God, this is such a good line, but I don't want to doubt Saban and I don't want to doubt Alabama. I think they're pissed of how last season ended. I dude, honestly think so talented, dude. Dude, I mean, man, they're talented, right? I mean, they're if kind of like a team that we're going to talk about just a little bit later. If Alabama had a had a quarterback that didn't have questions around them, you would say, "Oh, this is the co favorite to win the national championship." Oh, this, dude, this, you'd be yeah. like already booking your tickets to the SEC championship game for them to play, Georgia. right? Like, could like could you imagine if, like, Alabama just had, like, if they had Jackson Dart, if they had K.J. Jefferson, if they had Jane Daniels. I mean, just all of these other quarterbacks that are in the – heck, if they had if they had Will Rogers, if they had a quarterback that did not have question marks, oh, my gosh, this, this team would be insane. But just because I don't want to doubt Saban – I don't want to doubt Alabama, and I don't want it to come back and burn me. I'm going over, but this could vary. I mean, God, this schedule is tough. This could very well go under, but I'm saying over. Yeah, brutal. And I get this Toyota ad off the screen, and we can move on to the LSU Tigers, baby. Will they go? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Will they go over <laughs> under in 2023? Win total of nine and a half. One of the they open up the season with what I think will probably be the one of the most interesting. It might not be the best, one of the most interesting non-con games in 2023. They open up with Florida State in Orlando. I wish this series would have been a home and home. Then they get Grambling State coming into Tiger Stadium. They're at Mississippi State, Arkansas at home, at Ole Miss. They're at Missouri. They get Auburn coming back home, Army at home off week before they go on the road to aforementioned Alabama. Then they, they get Florida at home. home games. Yeah. Then they get Florida at home. We will be there. As well, can't wait to get down to the real Death Valley in Baton Rouge, Georgia State at home. And then what I think might be one of the most underrated newer rivalries in college football, Texas A&M comes to Tiger Stadium. LSU, of course, looking for revenge. 
for that butt whooping that the Aggies put on them last season. Well, over under LSU Tigers. God, they play a lot of home games, dude. They they um, do. They do. They do. That's tough. That's tough. Um, I, and I see, like, I can only mark down one L on the schedule. That's either uh, going to be Florida State or Alabama. I'm going – it's Alabama to me just because it's at Bryant Denny. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm going to go <laughs> over, but barely. I think I'm going to go barely. 10. I was going to go under, but they got too many home games. Mm-hmm. I just – they don't really lose at home all that well. And a lot of question marks around the league with quarterback play. And mm-hmm. I think this team returned a lot. And there are a lot of people's favorites to win the West. So, I'm going to go over, but barely. I don't think they're going to win the West this year, but they're going to hit the over. They're going to hit the over nine and a half, man. I think they got to start SEC playoff hot because they could be coming into SEC play one and one. Your 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 back is against the wall. If we were ever going to have a two loss SEC team make the college football playoff in the four team format, I think this could be the team to do it. Because they could lose early to Florida State. They say they go on the road early. They drop a game to Mississippi State. And and then they run the conference. They finish out of the West 10-2. and two. They go to Atlanta. They beat Georgia. They're uh they're uh they're eleven and two SEC champs, just beat the back-to-back national champs. I think you have to put them in in that situation. Y'all can probably tell by the way I'm, that I'm talking about LSU. They're going over. They could very well end up in Atlanta. That game versus Alabama is going to be – that's going to be insane. I wish we could be there. But we're going to be in Baton Rouge the following week, and we're already going to Tuscaloosa. Some of the question marks around this team is can can they have – a primary running back who's a primary ball carrier who can push for that thousand yard season. I don't really know if they do, but I don't really know if they're going to need a running back to do that just because of what Jaden Daniels can do with his feet. I mean, he had almost, I think he had almost 700 yards last season, just himself. That's that's just one of their biggest question mark is can they get a running game going to help him out? Right. Just so he doesn't take so many hits on his body. Right. Right, so so that's what I'm looking at. Is like, can they on the offensive side of the ball, like lean more on their running backs to get them yards in the run game, and not so much their quarterback on the designed runs? Because if he just scrambles when he's passing, and he and then he just gets a 20 yard scramble, then that's fine. That's but what like, he did a lot last year. That's kind of right. like how he got a lot of his rushing yards. Was just right. They just didn't really have a good run game, so. They pass it a lot, and he just would take off and right. scramble. So, let's – I mean, it's weird LSU not having a good run game, man, because mm, for yeah. so long, dude, they always had good running backs. They dude, had just, backs forever. Yeah, they were just – they might not have been big-name guys besides, you know, Leonard Fournette, but they were always sneaky good. Right. And one other thing is their front seven of the defense led by Harold Perkins – 
is going to be great. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, but awesome. they had to address their corners in the portal, man, and they have a lot of unproven guys that they took who were super talented, but and they just had one of them injured in fall camp that was kind of etched in to be a starter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so them at the corner position, is that going to come back to bite them when they do play teams like Texas A&M? like Alabama, like Ole Miss, like Florida State, teams that are really talented on the perimeter, is that going to come back to bite them? I think it might in a game or two. Florida State game is going to go over. Florida State game is going to hurt them if they're hurting at the secondary because, I mean, dude, they got some dudes that are six foot five out there. Yeah. And you're going to need some ballers. You're going to need some ballers out there to guard them one-on-one. And, and, and I mean, and that, that's where you kind of have to ride the fence on. Can that front seven create pressure will create enough consistent pressure throughout the season to where it doesn't expose the secondary. But if that front seven can't create pressure, then it could possibly get kind of ugly with that secondary. I hope not because I have them going over, <laughs> but that's just a possibility, man. This next team, Tennessee Volunteers, they're also over under nine and a half coming into this season. They had a magnificent, yes, I'm going to use that big word, magnificent 2022, man, but they just couldn't get the job done. When it needed to get done, they kind of struggled down the stretch. They got blown out by South Carolina when they were the number five seed. They were a shoe in for the playoff. They were a shoe in for the playoff, man. But they just couldn't get it done. What did you think of Tennessee's 2022? Well, them them kind of popping back onto the scene. Um, I thought it was good for the, you know, the SEC and the NC and the whole country, you know, for them to come out and, um, you know, beat Florida and then they beat Alabama, you know, get over those humps. Mm-hmm. They absolutely put it on LSU. Um, Dude, that that game was so ugly. Yeah, it was so disappointing too. It was a weird Newton game too in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Um, I. I like it. I like that they're competitive. I like that they're kind of, I say, back, per se, um, kind of on the national scene. So I think it's going to be good. It's going to create some, you know, parities, some stuff that we want. You know, we we want somebody to come up and challenge Georgia in the East because, right. you know, some of the other teams are not really there yet. And, um, you know, can Tennessee do that again this year? It was good to see it, them get a little closer, but – they still got a little ways to go if they want to compete with Georgia. At least they need to play better um, on that Saturday when they played them because they definitely – that was their worst game I've seen them play um, offensively. That South Carolina game was weird just because their starting quarterback got hurt. That's the only reason why I wouldn't say that was their worst game. Yeah, there is also a bunch of off-the-field rumors. I'm going to say rumors because it really hasn't been confirmed that was leading into that game. But, man – Less, like less fights and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, 
let's turn our focus off of what happened in 2022 and turn it on to what hap- what's could happen in 2023, man. I think this team is primed. Their, their, their fan base is eager. The team is eager, but it all depends on Joe Milton, whether they're going over this nine and a half wins or not, just because of this Josh Heupel offense, it hinges on, all on the quarterback. Your quarterback is so vital in this spread them out and expose a defense offense, man. So over under nine and a half. Let's take a look at the schedule before we get anything going. They have a gross neutral site game against Virginia in Nashville. They play Austin P at home at Florida. That's such an interesting game. That is such an interesting game. UTSA, one of the best G5 teams this year, coming to Knoxville. South Carolina, that's a revenge game, coming to Knoxville off week. And they get another home game. Texas A&M comes to Knoxville. Then they're at Alabama, at Kentucky. UConn as their homecoming. That is such an interesting game for a homecoming. Then they're at Missouri. Their biggest game of the season, Georgia at home, and then closing the season out against Vanderbilt. Man, this is such a – this schedule's got a lot of trap games. Over under nine and a half for the Tennessee Volunteers, Will. Where are you going? I'm going to go under. Um, Ooh, don't, trust Joe Mil- don't trust Joe Melton at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reason why he's lost his job twice. Yeah. Um, as a starting quarterback, don't think that. Uh, I mean, I think you can get better and develop, and I think he's more comfortable in this offense. Um, I think he's going to play probably better than he has, but I still just don't trust him in the big games. I think that Florida game is, is the big one for me to hit the under on this. Um, I, they've had a hard time winning in Gangsville. But yes. it seems like um, those streaks that Florida's had over the years with these teams are starting to end, mm-hmm. and that might be one of them. Um, but we'll see. I think that's definitely the trap game. Then they got A&M at home, at Alabama, at Kentucky's a weird one. And that's, that a, Georgia. that's such a tough little stretch right Yeah. There. And then the Georgia game at home. Mm-hmm. But going to Missouri late in the year, November, it's going to be cold. Cold, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be Gross. like like it's cold out there at that time oh, of the yeah. year. Um, hope, that might be like a noon, like eleven a.m. game for them. Um, seems like one of those type of games. Seems like Missouri always gets early games. Yeah. So I just think the under man and their defense just isn't very good to me. Their secondary is not very good. Their secondary was garbage <laughs> last year. I think South Carolina kind of exposed them. If they don't improve on the secondary, then they are going under, no doubt. Yes. But I think that's something they've been trying to address with the portal, and they brought in a pretty good recruiting class. So it'll be interesting to see. Oh, man. I just want to address someone that just <laughs> that just commented. Jack Drain Ward. Drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. Oh, man. Why would we want to do that? Man, drain the swamp. I think we're going to have to talk about that comment just a little bit later in the show. But I think you're exactly right when it comes to Tennessee this year. Well, I think they're going 
under they're going under the nine and a half just because I have them essentially I have them an auto loss at Alabama just because do do you remember in 2020 whenever whenever Alabama went into Baton Rouge after 2019 LSU put it on them put it on them and I mean that stadium will won't ever be the same after what Alabama did to it in 2020. That's the attitude that Alabama is going to come into this Tennessee game with. And I think that game could get ugly. I think Georgia's going to, Georgia could and probably will overpower them. So I have to go into the schedule saying 10 and two is the most likely. And they could very easily drop another game. So I'm going under as well. I don't really know if it's going to be the Florida game. I don't know if it's going to be the South Carolina game. I don't know if it's going to be the Texas A&M game, them going to Kentucky. A bunch of people are high on Kentucky this year. Yeah, they are. I think Tennessee could definitely go under, and I'm going to take them to go under because kind of like you were saying, do you know what their pass defense was ranked last year in all of FBS football? 131 teams. Where did the Tennessee Volunteers rank? I know it was really low. I do know that. It was 127th. Yeah, I know it was really low. <laughs> That's there, terrible, there man. Were, there were four teams worse on pass defense than Tennessee, and somehow they still beat Alabama. I mean, that is terrible. That is absolutely terrible. And it makes no sense to me how you could be that bad. But, and, and I mean, hey, it's just that one just, day. Yeah. I mean, but I have them going under two. And so a team that's on their schedule, man, we're are going to move on to them, the Texas AM Aggies. Over under win total seven and a half. God, that's so low for a team that's this talented, man. But I just think there's so many question marks about Jim Jimbo Fisher. Is he going to lose the team again? Can Bobby Petrino kind of turn that offense around in his first year as offensive coordinator there? Man, seven and a half is a. Mm, that's such a tough number, and they really don't have that easy of a schedule. They open up with new with new with New Mexico at home, pretty easy game. Then they go on the road to Miami in a stacked week two for all of for all of college football. I can't wait to watch that game for Texas A and M's sake and for Miami's sake. That's going to be a turning point for either of those team seasons. Then they get Louisiana Monroe at home, Auburn at home. That's a that's a big game too. And then we we have a game that has been so weird ever since that they've started playing it. They play and Arkansas in Jerry World. That'll be on the pickums, and we will both pick it wrong. I can guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> but then the week after that, they get Alabama at home. Then they go to Tennessee. I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough two game stretch there. Then they're off. Then they are South Carolina at home. They are 
at Ole Miss, Mississippi State at home, Abilene Christian at home, and then they are at Texas A&M. Man, this is this is a schedule loaded with landmines. Where are you going at seven and a half? I'm going over. Um, I think this is going to be one of the most talented front sevens that's going to be in the conference. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to figure out their quarterback situation pretty quick. Um, I think Bobby Petrino coming in is going to help them. Maybe let mm-hmm. Jimbo kind of step back and be more of a CEO type deal. Um, this is probably going to save his job. Yes. Uh, at least for one more year. Um, I do think there are some trap games. I think they're going to start 4-0. Uh, but that Arkansas game is always crazy. For some reason, I don't know if it's just because they play in the AT&T Stadium or what it is, but that game is always back and forth. Um, they always play Alabama tough, but that Alabama-Tennessee, the Alabama-Tennessee little stretch is going to be tough. Uh, but I got yes. them going over, but barely. I think 8-4, and 9-3 and three is more likely. Yeah. I mean – Kind of breaking down their roster, their strength is going to be their the strength is going to be the defensive side of the ball for them. Their front seven is so talented when it comes to just the recruits that they've been able to bring in, and they've had a string of defensive coordinators that have come in there and that have been able to develop guys. And they got DJ Durkin that's in there right now. I think he's a pretty good coach. And I think he, he will coach up. I think that he will coach up that front seven to really be one of the best in the SEC. It might not be on Georgia's level, but it'll be right below it. Yeah. And so I think they're going to be able to really lean on that. And then that'll be able to get the ball back to Jimbo's offense. Well, it's not Jimbo's anymore. Get the ball back to Bobby Petrino's offense. It's hopefully going to be Bobby's. And man, can these receivers shine? Because they are loaded. At receiver, can can Connor Wegman get him the ball? Can Connor Wegman have enough time to get him the ball? Because the biggest question mark for this team is their offensive line. It really wasn't that good last year. They battled a bunch of injuries. They were able to bring a couple guys in. They really need that offensive line to step up. But I'm in the same boat as you. There's too much talent. Jimbo is coaching for his job, coaching for his life. I think him bringing in Bobby Petrino is going to be great. There's a bunch of people that are skeptical because they both are known for having really big egos. But <laughs> I th- but I think they're both kind of on their last straw. And I think when your coaching life is on the line, I think they're going to be willing to put aside their egos and get the job done. Going over seven and a half, which is a shame that a team with this much talent is at seven and a half. You would think they'd be at like an eight, maybe like an eight and a half. But I think, I think that people are just unsure. Yeah. Just think people are unsure about what happened last year. You know, I mean, they completely, it was like, they almost gave up. It was a dumpster fire. I mean, that LSU game was kind of weird how they kind of went, won that game. But yeah. Um, and I mean, it, it, it was they just a also weird had a bunch of one loss. They also had a bunch of one score losses last year. Tons. Yeah, and like, it, then they got the flu bug for like two, two weeks, two or three mm-hmm. weeks. 
and a bunch of kids that, got that, sick. that was against Florida and then going into the South Carolina week too. Yeah. I mean, weird. just a, yeah, just a really weird season. And I think the reason Vegas doesn't have this at eight and a half is because they know so many people would just hammer the under just because they're so pessimistic on Texas A&M. And man, just looking at this schedule, I'm still, I'm still sticking with the over. I'm still sticking with the over. I'm st- yeah, I'm I feel good it. about it. I think I think they'll be fine. Man, and this 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 next one coming up, I am this is the best I I think this might be my best take of the college football season. I really really think it might. Ole Miss over under seven and a half. I mean, they have one of the toughest schedules in college football this year for my own personal opinion, and that really doesn't mean much. They get Mercer at home. They're at Tulane, the best group of five team this season. Yeah, that's a weird game. That's a weird game. Week two, I'm telling you, week two this year is stacked. They go to Tulane, come home, play play Georgia Tech, who's going to be a little bit better this year. Then they go to Alabama in week four. Then they get LSU at home in week five. Then they get Arkansas at at home. They're off. Go to Auburn. They have had a terrible time winning at Auburn since the year 2000. I think they've only won there twice. They get their annual game with Vanderbilt at home, Texas A&M at home. Oh, and then after you play one of the most physical teams in the SEC with <laughs> Georgia, Texas A&M, you go on the road to Georgia. I mean, goodness gracious, Louisiana Monroe at home, and then one of the most underrated rivalries to college football, Thanksgiving night, Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl at Mississippi State. That game's a toss-up. This is the easiest, and I mean the easiest, under of the season. If I was a betting man, I would bet my money on this. They're going under. The schedule's just too tough. I don't I don't think the defense is going to get any better. They do have Quinshawn Judkins. Who are they starting at quarterback? Is it going to be Jackson Dart? Is it going to be Spencer Sanders? I think it's going to be Jackson Dart. How much can he improve? I really don't know. They do bring in Pete Golding as a defensive coordinator. How much of an impact can he make in just this short little span that he has been there? I don't know. There are too many question marks for me. Under. Hammer it. Hammer um, it. I think Pete Golding's going to be all right for them. I think he's going to improve their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the spring game isn't any indication that's going to happen because it was like 50-something, 50-something. But Jackson Darden's probably going to be their starter. Um, I think he he has improved. I mean, obviously they didn't believe in him because they brought in two other quarterbacks to try to take his right. – they still haven't done it. I'm going under but barely. I think this team is going to improve. I think they're going to be in a bunch of one-score games. Uh, they were in I a think, bunch last season. 
I mean, they're going to be in a bunch of them. Um, they're going to have a chance to get the over. But for me, if I was betting my money, I'd go under just because the schedule is so weird. They it is get ridiculously tough. Like, will Lane lose the team early on? I mean, you could start three and three after the first two months. You could start. You two. could start two and four. Yeah, I, I think they're going to beat Tulane, but yeah. three and three is more likely right here. If you could somehow get you four and two, man, that'd be awesome. But three and that, three is that probably would be a phenomenal start. Yeah, uh, I think they can beat Arkansas. I don't see why they couldn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think under, I think seven wins is pretty good for them. That'd be a great year just because of the schedule is brutal. Um, and at I least mean, they get, at least they get Kentucky. And again, you said they, they, I mean, we talked about it. They haven't won at Auburn and they've only won there they've twice. They've won in, twice since the year 20, 2000. Yeah. In 23 years. years they've won twice. Yeah. Um, and then you get Georgia as your other East opponent. Man, that that's sucks. what screws them. That's sucks, what man. hurts them is they play the top four favorite, like the top four betting favorite teams in the SEC, and they play. So they play them, and so they play Alabama, and they play LSU. Then they play Texas A&M. Then they get Georgia. So like those teams aren't really spread out. They're just back to back. To back. I mean, yeah. that's so tough. And don't sleep on the Tulane game because that is Tulane's Super Bowl. I oh, mean, I'm definitely that, not sleeping on it. Oh I just God, think that place is going to be insane. I think it's going to be a shootout and it's going to yes. be who can, who, who makes the other team punt. Yes. Um, is going to win because, dude, I mean, both teams are going to be going for it on fourth down. I mean, it's a ton. Um, it, it, that game's going to be actually really fun to watch. But, dude. I got him going under, just barely. Dude, week week two, I'm I'm telling you, week two of this college football season is going to be insane. Don't week miss two, it. Y'all better glue have your butts to your couch and do not TVs, move. TVs, you better have at the iPads. At least six. Yeah, you better have at least five or six screens on at one time. <laughs> Man, just I just kind of want to spend some more time on this stinging schedule because. I think that that there's an alternate there's an alternate universe where this Ole Miss team doesn't make a bowl. I truly they're gonna think need some they're gonna need some injuries for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, but like I truly think that that's in the cards because Tulane, that's a losable game. Alabama's a loss. LSU's a loss. Don't forget what Arkansas did to Ole Miss last season. Ran them into the dirt. I think so. I think the Arkansas game could be a loss. I think the Auburn game could be a loss. I think Texas A&M game could be a loss. I think Georgia could be a loss. And I think that at Mississippi State could be a loss. That is eight losses. Could you imagine Lane? They just signed him to extension. They, just, <laughs> they, they just signed him. Turns his nose up at Auburn. And he goes four and eight. I would. I almost want nothing more from this college football season for Ole Miss to get their brakes blown off week after week. Well, Nothing I mean, I more would bring I don't blame him for not going. It'd be a worse situation. Mm, possibly. Kind of heading on to the team that blew out Ole Miss last season. 
the Arkansas Razorbacks. Let me get their schedule pulled up, man. But their over-under win total is six and a half. Woo Pig Sue or Boo Pig Sue? Well, in 2023, Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, I'm going to hit the under right here just because a lot of uncertainty on the uh, the defensive side of the ball. Just not really sure um, with the production that they have returning. I mean, they do have one of the best quarterbacks uh, returning in the SEC, one of the very few teams who actually has a quarterback coming back. But, man, they go through a gauntlet um, in their do. schedule, man. It, it's a tough little schedule. You just – I mean, you got LSU, you got A&M in that weird game. Then you got at Ole Miss, at Bama, Mississippi State. Then they go to the Swamp this year. They have Auburn. They have uh, – it looks like Florida International and Missouri. So, I think it's going to be That's a 6-6 six and six type – Yeah, it's a 6-6 six and six type year, I think. Um, they go a long yeah. time without a bye week, man. Yeah, um, we BYU is going to be tough. I think it's going to be six and six type year. Just, just them not talent. Them not getting a bye week, um, until week nine. I mean, oh my gosh, that's a grueler. And kind of like your the point way, out, especially the way the you want to play your quarterback. Out. Yeah, the way you want kind of a more run heavy guy. Yeah, dude. I mean, he needs to rest his body. It'd be mm -hmm. perfect if they had one in the middle of October. Yeah, like kind of either right, right after, well, really right after, right after, right after the Texas A&M game or right after the Ole Miss game. Yeah. I mean, because goodness gracious, they they play that they play LSU, Texas A&M, and Alabama three out of four weeks. Oh my gosh, that's that's grueler. But. I have them going under two, man. They they have a new offensive and they have a new defensive coordinator, which might not be a bad thing because there supposedly was some internal strife going on last year. But and they also they only returned fifty eight percent of their offensive production from last year, and a, basically most of that's coming from KJ Jefferson. Most of that's coming from Rocket Sanders, their running back. What are they at the wide receiver position? I don't even think they really know. So, I mean, I I could see this offense being extremely one-dimensional this season. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. And, and I could see teams kind of trying to load the box and saying, hey, KJ, you're going to have to beat us with your arm. And I don't think that he's necessarily going to do that. So, I'm going under with Arkansas as well. Man, I've been so hyped to talk about this team, man. The daggum Auburn Tigers. Oh, come on, download this. Auburn Tigers over, under, six and a half. I'm, I am jacked up for this season. You get so much hype with your team when you get a new coach, and especially in this transfer portal era. When he's able to come in, he's able to flip the roster. And, man, it just gives me so much hype. Kind of kind of looking at the schedule, it's not the toughest 
Auburn schedule that we've had in the past. They open up with UMass, could be one of the worst teams in all of FBS. Then we go to Cal in week two. That's going to be a late game. Going to have to stay up late to watch that one, but I'm excited for that game. Kind of a weird game, but I'm super excited. Then we get Sanford at home. And with our homecoming game, that's a really early game for your homecoming. But with this schedule, you kind of got to have it early. Then we're at Texas A&M. This might be the toughest three-game stretch in all of college football. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It is the toughest three-game stretch in all of in all of college football. We are at Texas week. A&M. I don't care that we have a bye week. You're <laughs> at Texas A&M, Georgia at home. Then you get the bye week. Then you are at LSU. Good God almighty, have mercy on the Auburn Tigers in this four-week stretch. If, yeah, tough. If, tough. if if we could go one and two and either if we could beat Texas AM, I w- I would be happy. Then after that gauntlet of a three-game stretch, then we get both the Mississippi schools at home, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Then we are at Vanderbilt. Don't sleep on the doors. We are sleep at Arkansas. Don't sleep on the doors, Willis. If, <laughs> doors. if anyone should not sleep on the doors, you should know. Not sleep on I the daggum sl- doors. I'm sleeping on the doors. <laughs> then we are at Arkansas, New Mexico State at home, and then we end the year with Alabama. Six Alabama. and a half. Alabama. I am so glad that you got that reference. Six and a half <laughs> wins for my. Sweet, sweet Auburn Tigers over under six and a half. Where are you going? All right, I'm gonna say this you got five automatic wins because I'm sleeping on Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is split the Mississippi schools, yeah, and beat Arkansas, and you can hit the over. And I could see that happening, so I'm gonna hit the over just barely though, seven and five, but I could definitely see six and six. Seven and five is going to be more likely. I still think Hughes building on it. He's still got some things he's got to work out, and he's trying to with the recruiting class he's building with his 24 class. Mm -hmm. So um, had the best offensive line class since, like, the last two coaches combined with this class he brought in, which is kind of crazy to me. Um so I think they're going to be better up front. The quarterback position is kind of a uh, unknown right Question now. Mark. That's yeah, yeah, that is the most important position on the field. Uh, not really sure about their skill players either. Uh, wide receivers um, do know they got one of the best running back rooms though in in the SEC. It's definitely top yes. four, I would say, maybe top three. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fair to say top. Yeah, to top three. So I'm gonna hit that over though. Uh, seven wins in his first year. I think he would mm-hmm. probably rather beat Ole Miss than uh, than I, Mississippi I State. Can't, I can't wait for that game. I cannot. Probably going to be a night game. Night game, game in Jordan Hare. Yeah. 7.30 on ESPN, maybe. Oh, that'd be lit. That'd be so much fun. That would be yeah. so much fun, man. But I'm kind of in, I'm in lockstep with you. I'm going over here. Because you could automatically say you could take the L to Texas A&M, Georgia, LSU, and and Alabama, and you're still at eight and four. So you even have room to drop one more of those games. You could drop the Arkansas game. Just 
just because it's at home. If you win, if you win the Ole Miss game, if you win the Mississippi State game, you win the Vanderbilt game, and you you're win all win of your non-com, you're you're going seven and five, and you're going over. I I feel pretty confident, and I'm and I'm kind of known to be such a Debbie a, Downer. Such, no. I am yeah. a I am such of I'm such of a realist when it comes <laughs> to Auburn and it comes to college football. I I don't drink the Kool Aid. I yeah. tr- I try to look at my team without orange and blue glasses on, and just not That's hard get, to do, dude. It is so hard to do because all because uh, all a bunch of people want to do is put on their glasses and just cheer for their team blindly. But I I try to be realistic when it comes to Auburn. So Set I yourself think yourself up for disappointment unless you're a Georgia Alabama fan. Right, right. So <laughs> I think Auburn going seven and five would be a solid season for Hugh Freeze's first year. I think I think there's a nine and three in the cards. I think that is highly, highly unlikely, but Peyton, I think it's a possibility. We're you would have, have to have, to have Peyton Thorne would have to pop. Like 2001 he, Peyton Thorne. 2021 Peyton Thorne. Yeah, 21. You said 2001. What? Uh, sorry. Well, 2021 Peyton Thorne. Right. Would which, need to c- come out and, uh, and play. Which, not the 2022. Which, what did he have in 2021 that was able to help him be a great quarterback? He had Kenneth Walker Jr., one of the the best running back in all of college football that year. So if our running back room is really able to step up and live up to the potential of possibly being a top four, top three running back room in the SEC and can the offensive line kind of get them there, then I think we could see some success from Peyton Thorne in 2023. But it's just our defense, man. I don't really know if they'll be able to there there's some questions with the defensive line i i just don't know man but i'm trying to be optimistic and i think we can get to 7 and 5 well do they have depth at defensive line kind of not as much as auburn's kind of known for and we also don't have that guy like a derrick brown like a derrick hall like the guys that we've had in the past that kind of can anchor the line. Yeah. So there's just going to have to be some guys that are going to have to step up, but I think every team is in that position at certain, at certain positions, man, this, this next team, the Kentucky Wildcats, they are one of the most talked about teams coming into this season, man. There are a bunch of people that are high on them. Their their over under win total is only at six and a half, but they killed the transfer portal. They they got they they got Devin Leary, who I think was a number two quarterback in all of the transfer portal. I think he's a transfer from NC State. I know Auburn was wanting them. I know Florida was wanting them. That means that that means that everyone else was wanting them because when you have a quarterback of his caliber of his caliber that hits a portal people are going to be wanting him people are going to be hitting up his line like no other um let's just take a look at their schedule real quick man they open up with ball state eastern kentucky akron pretty easy non-con gonna start three and oh they go to vanderbilt 
They get Florida at home. Their biggest game of the season at Georgia. Going to chalk that up as a loss. They get Missouri at home. Off week, they get Tennessee at home. They are at they're at Mississippi State. They get Alabama at home. And then they're at South Carolina at Louisville to close the season. This schedule kind of starts pretty easy. And then it kind of gets more and more tough as the season goes on. I'm kind of buying into the big blue Kool-Aid up in the bluegrass state. I'm going over. I'm going over. I mean, I see why you would. Um, you know, their quarterback play is going to be, I think, better than last year, and this is the only reason why. I think it's going to be you, more consistent. Well, the reason why is they got a new but old OC. So they got their OC from two years ago, I believe, mm-hmm. and he came back because he went to yep. the NFL real quick and he came back. Yep. Um, only question mark for them is last year they could not run the ball at all. They were the worst their in the offensive SEC. Line was terrible. They were terrible, dude. So if they can't improve that, they're going to be in the same boat as last year. Yes. Um, defensively, they're going to be okay. They're not going to be Solid. the best defense. They're going to be a bend but don't break type defense. Correct. Um, I'm actually going to hit the under right here. They Ooh. got too many big games. Just don't see them. I think Georgia's going to get them. I think the Florida's one of their biggest home games. They always treat Florida like the Super Bowl. That's, That's a toss-up. That is – I would call that a must win for the over. Yeah. So the Florida game's a toss up. The Tennessee game, I think Tennessee's better than them. Alabama's yes. better than them. Yes. Um, scrolling down a little bit. Um, they I think South Carolina is their very that's a toss up game. Mississippi State's a toss up. And then the at Louisville. Louisville's gonna be better. They're gonna be better. That's coached. gonna be such a fun game. That one's that one's gonna be a really fun game. Please, if you remember it. Have that one just on the side, the corner of your eye, watching it on the iPad or phone or something. But I'm going to hit the under barely, six and six. Just offensive line, just not very good to me. Run game's just not there to help Devin Larry out. I think he's going to figure out what SEC ball is all about. Um, so that that's my prediction for the Wildcats. I'm not drinking the big blue Kool-Aid. The big blue Kool-Aid. Man, I – so they had two freshman wide receivers last year that were freshman all Americans. So they have them. So they have them coming back to them, getting in this Liam Cohen offense with a more consistent quarterback that can hopefully stay healthy. I think that you're going to see them pop. They got a kind of what you were saying. They struggled running the ball last year. They had one of the worst offensive lines in all of the SEC. So, they really addressed that in the portal. They really hit it hard. And they also got running back Ray Davis from Vanderbilt to replace Chris Rodriguez Jr. So I think they have they were able to self-scout. They were able to say, like, hey, we stunk at these positions last year. Let's hit these hard in the portal. Let's get these guys in here in spring. Let's really get the ball moving, and let's go make a push for second place in the East. Let's maybe try to get eight, nine, maybe push for 10 wins. That's going to be really tough having Georgia and Alabama on the schedule. But I think they could push for eight wins. 
I really, I think really eight do. Win. Eight, eight wins is definitely possible. I don't see ten. Oh, yeah. No, ten, 10 would be like, oh, my gosh. This 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 team, if they played in, an, in another conference, they would be insane. But that would just be unfortunate because they play in the SEC. Yeah. Dude, if they were in the ACC, they'd be in contention to win the division, the conference. Oh, oh yeah. But, but, but of course, you're in the SEC, you're playing these teams week in and week out, and it's yep. just a tough draw, man. So, I said that the Ole Miss line was one of my favorite lines. This Mississippi State line at six and a half, it is so on the money, dude. Like, yeah. it is on the money at six and a half, man. They're in a tough situation. RIP to Coach Mike Leach, man. They really didn't want to have to make a coaching change, but with his passing, they had to. So they were able to promote defensive coordinator Zach Arnett, a complete 180 in team identity, culture, culture identity, Six and a half wins, man. Like I said, this is such a bang on line. They open up with Southeastern Louisiana. I've never heard of them. <laughs> and then they get Arizona at home, LSU at home, at South Carolina, Alabama at home. That's that's such a tough start for, for them too, dude. And then they have West Kentucky at home. They're off. They're at Arkansas, at Auburn, Kentucky at home, at Texas A&M. Southern Miss at home, and they get the Egg Bowl at home. God, this is such a tough line, Will. Which side are you going? I'm going to hit the over barely, and they're going to do it for the Pirate. I think do having it for a, the Pirate. I think having the quarterback come back, Will Rogers, he's the all-time leading passer in SEC history. I know he was in that air raid offense and he threw it a bunch but still he still has threw the ball a bunch and he has completed a lot of balls and he's thrown for a lot of yards not many teams are having a quarterback return so i think that puts him at an advantage i think he's going to lead them to at least seven wins um and i feel pretty good about it i think they got a little chip on their shoulder and they want to play yeah um and represent their coach well man this is a bunch of people's kind of sleeper team in the sec west because they they're i think they return is it eight out of 11 starters on defense i could be wrong that might be someone else no i think it's mississippi state i think they return eight out of 11 starters i could be wrong but they are so loaded they're bringing back their entire offensive line i think they're all seniors but one and then their running back's a senior. Will Rogers is a senior. So, I mean, they're loaded with just guys that have seen a lot of SEC ball. And 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 kind of like you were saying, they're going to want to do it for Coach Leach. But I don't think they're going to. I think they're going under. I think they're going six and six. I think they just have too many tough stretches on the schedule. I mean, just you have LSU. You're at South Carolina really early in the season. You're you have Alabama at home. Alabama has dominated Mississippi State. They're at Texas A&M. They're at Auburn. They're at Arkansas. They do have to play Kentucky, who's on the up and up. But you don't ever know what's going to happen in the Egg Bowl. So I'm going under with. 
Mississippi State. It's so sad to say, just because I want them to be really good this year, but it's just such a tight, it's such a just mumbled, jumbled up, up schedule that I think it's just too close to call. So I'm going under with Mississippi State. Man. And now this next team's a bunch of people's dark horses in the East. The Missouri Tigers, man, they've, they've kind of been building. Oh, come on. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to find a way to get these ads off. There we go with this Missouri schedule. They've kind of been building up with Coach Drink out in Columbia. They've kind of been building up to this year. They've acquired they they had a sneaky solid defense last year, dude. And they you know this is a team that returns eight out of eleven of their of their defensive starters. There we go. So they're gonna have an experienced defense. I think the question mark here is can Brady Cook at quarterback be consistent? That's something that Coach Drink hasn't had at Missouri during his time there in his three years there. So I think I think Missouri's going over. I think they're gonna get to seven wins. Okay. Um I'm gonna go under just because of the tough schedule. Yeah. Um I mean when you have crap and you return crap. Um, oh, it just don't now. make it. It don't make it any better. <laughs> uh, I think the schedule's a little tough. I do think it helps though. You get Georgia, uh, Florida, and Tennessee kind of late. Um, yeah. Especially two of them are at home. That's kind of your advantage. Especially yeah. one of them doesn't hates the cold. Florida hates uh, the cold, dude. Yeah. So that'll be an advantage to you. Um. So maybe you can maybe you can sneak out seven wins, but man, that. But again, you play Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, and Arkansas late. That's still yeah. really tough of a little schedule. Um, so I'm gonna hit the under, but barely. Like they're going, I think they're gonna go bowling, but barely. I think it comes down to the Kansas State game. I think that early season game that'll kind of set the precedence for the season, saying like, "Hey, we just beat the reigning Big Twelve champs." You're going to have to compete with us if you want to come into our house. And when they do, they do get the really late buy. They get it in week nine. That is rough because they do, man. They have to play Kansas State. Then don't sleep on Vanderbilt like I've been saying, man. And then, of course, they get LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina. Then they get the buy. And that stretch that you're talking about, if they could somehow. Two and two would be a good stretch for those last four games. Easily could go zero and four. They easily could go. They easily could go zero and four. And you don't ever know what's going on think, that late in the season, yeah. man. One and three is more likely, mm-hmm. uh, but two and two is not. I think two and two is just as likely as zero and four. Yeah, and and I mean they. They do return a lot from last season. They return their entire offensive line. They return their running backs. Like I said, they return eight out of 11 starters on what was a a pretty stingy defense at times last season. So Yeah, they got one of the best secondaries in the SEC. Right, right. Um, so so they're, they're going to be really salty. You're going to have to really scheme it up 
right. to be able to, you know, pass the ball on them. So hopefully you can run the ball because yes. um, you're going to be in trouble if you're throwing it around out there against them. Going from Columbia West, we're going to Columbia East. That was a terrible impression of the South Carolina Gamecocks. I've always wanted to go to a game here, but I've heard that rooster that they play over over the loudspeaker, dude. I heard it gets on your ever-loving nerves. It's just 24-7. Oh, there's no doubt. It's probably annoying. <laughs> Man, this is such a great line, too, dude. It's over under six and a half. They have a, God, they have such a tough schedule. They play North Carolina to open the season in Charlotte College. Game day is going to be there. Thurman at home. They're at Georgia. Mississippi State at home. At, at Tennessee. They need and they need an early bye week off of that. I mean, that's such a tough start of the season. Then they get Florida at home. They go to Columbia West. They are at Missouri in week eight at Texas A&M, Jacksonville State at home, mm. Vanderbilt at home, Kentucky at home, Clemson at home. So they close the season out. They don't leave the state of South Carolina. They they don't leave Columbia the whole month of november only because of this schedule i'm going under but i think this team could possibly be better than last season's team but they could have a worse record than last season's team yeah i think uh this would be the third year in a row that uh they've been set at six and a half wins mm -hmm. and they've overachieved the last two years yeah. So I'm gonna hit the over again, and just because of, you believe in them, yeah. Spencer Radler coming back, he is going to be way better. He started getting it in the middle, like after that Florida game last year. He started getting it, dude, and they yeah. put it on Clemson, and then went and won the bowl game, or no, they lost to well, Notre Dame. They, they, yeah, 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 in a in a shootout, lost to Notre yeah. Dame in a shootout. Um, looked good though. Um, I think they can still – their offense is going to be really good. Can they run the ball is probably my biggest that's question a, mark because they were right the there with Kentucky. Yes. They were right there with Kentucky. They just could not run the ball. Um, and their tackles, they're going to have to find some tackles. I think that was one of their biggest issues last year mm -hmm. um, is their, you know, their exterior of the offensive line. So I think their defense will be okay. Um, they recruited really well, and they have some dudes. I mean, they got one guy. He's a wide receiver. He is ginormous. I think you're talking about Sir Nicholas Harbour. <laughs> Dude, he is ginormous. Freak. He's yeah, he's a, a true freak athlete, five-star dude. Um, I think they're going to hit the over, man. I think it's going to be barely, but I think they're going to do it. I think they can do it. And – Kind of like the reason that you touched on with their offensive line, with their running game. That's why I'm going under because I think that's going to put too much pressure on Spencer Radler and the wide receivers. And, I mean, to, to have to make plays against all of these teams. I mean, you're at Georgia. You're at Tennessee with 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 um, with a, a revenge game. You're at Texas A&M. Clemson, Clemson's going to want to come in and beat your brains out for what you did to them last last season. I mean, they they very well could 
get seven wins again, but man, it's, it's just going to be tough. So on the safe side, I'm sticking with my under. Well, tell me all about your Florida Gators, man. Over (laughs) under five and a half wins, man. This schedule, this schedule is ridiculous. And, and kind of before we started, we were talking about why this line is set so low. Break this schedule down for me, man. Tell me, tell me why this line is at five and a half. Um, I think it's just because of a lot of uncertainty at a lot of positions. Um, I think a lot of people have um, uncertainty about Graham Mertz, um, yeah. just with his last two years at Wisconsin. And let's just not act, let's don't act like he wasn't in a dinosaur age offense either. Okay. So let's not forget that. Um, I think if literally if we had another quarterback, if we would have got a different transfer portal quarterback, this line would be totally different. Yes. Um, but the uncertainty with Graham, it's set at five and a half. So you got the two really tough non cons with Utah and Florida State. Um, and then your other two non cons there, I count them as automatic wins is McNeese and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, but you play teams like Tennessee at home, which helps you out. They've only beat you twice there since the seventies. Um, but you play Kentucky who has played you tough. They beat you the last two years, even though you've probably been a little better than them. You, Vanderbilt you beat you last year. Vanderbilt beat you last year. You were sleeping on them up in Nashville. I was sleeping on them. Uh, hopefully don't we, sleep on Vandy. I'm telling I you. I was sleeping on them last year. We, you could tell we were too. Uh, we threw the ball a thousand times with Anthony Richardson. Hopefully we don't do that again. Got a tough game at William Bryce. Um, they're going to be coming off a bye week. So that'll be very interesting. Then we hit the bye week and then we go to the game in Jacksonville against the Georgia Bulldogs. Got the blackout game against Arkansas, which will be really fun. Oh, cool to so, see. so, so that's a confirmed blackout game. Yes. So he wants Ooh, to do it closer to Halloween. Uh, well, no. What's the military right holiday? No. What's the military holiday around there? That would um, be Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Yes. So what he wants to do? He did this at Louisiana. Um, they're going to celebrate Veterans Day that day, have military families in the game, and then they're going to auction off the uniforms, and then everything, the proceeds go to military families. Just for that, hammer the over on Florida. (laughs) Uh, Got at LSU. We'll be at that game. That'll be a – Wait. eh, I think we're going to have fun, but I don't know about the Florida Gators. Florida might Uh, not have fun that day. You are uh, this is a game that scares me a lot because we just talked about it at Missouri because it's oh. so late in the season. And we we saw it last year with Vanderbilt. We don't like playing in the cold. Nope. Literally 90% of our roster is from the state of Florida. It mm. doesn't get cold in Florida. No. Um, and then we finish off the year, preseason top five team, Florida State Seminoles, as always. Um, I'm going to hit the over, I think five and a half. If this was a six and a half, man, I would struggle with this, but five and a half, I'm going to hit the over. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we can, I think we can get to seven. It's going to be hard, but I think we can do it. We were in a ton of one possession games last year, a ton of them. 
And I think the quarterback is position is the reason why we lost two of those games. So Graham Merch just comes in there, manages the game. If we can run the ball, he makes the smart throws, doesn't try to, you know, throw the ball a thousand mile an hour like Anthony Richardson would, just mm-hmm. manage the game for us. I think we can get to seven. Um the, the Utah so, game will be fun to see just bro, how we're going that, to be. That's exactly what I was about to talk about. We were at the Utah game last season, and Florida, I don't think, was the better team that day, but they found a way to win. And we do have a fan comment from, from, our, from our friend Nolan. He says, I believe the Gators can beat Utah again. That definitely will be tough, but with Cam Rising coming back from an ACL tear, those sneaky little QB runs are definitely going to be limited. I think he is bang on with that take. I mean, Nolan, that's probably the, yeah, that's literally what me and some of my other buddies talk about and Gus talks about is Cam killed us with his feet last year. He I ran mean, for over 100 yards on us. Over and over and over. Um, I definitely think, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing him trot out there. Um, yeah, just and Gus kind of mentioned it to me earlier is bring the house to him, make him try to use his legs, see if he can do it. The very first play of the game, I'm oh man, I'm trying to remember that defensive play on NCAA 14 where like you bring engage eight, dude, something like that. Yes, and just literally bring the house, like make him crap his pants when he sees nine white jerseys and i ain't i ain't a fan of people saying oh well you need to knock the quarterback out but you need to make him uncomfortable to run the football you really really do and i think if i think if florida can go i think if they can go two and one in their first three games i think they hit the over. I think Florida hits the over anyway. I think Florida does go does go bowling. I think Billy in his in his second year at Florida, they're able to kind of instill their culture, instill what he wants to get out of those young men, instill want what he wants to get out of the program, and really be able to make that jump in year two, even though it you might not see results on the field. You'll kind of be able to tell from the way that they're playing and the consistency that they're playing at that his identity is kind of starting to take roots. I've heard two different ways of how we're going to play this year. Obviously, majority of people think this is going to be a ground and pound, control the clock type of team. Um, They're, they're going to try to keep the ball away from the, the other offense. But then you have a former Gator quarterback on podcast telling everybody we're going to be throwing it around everywhere. So, yeah, I don't know what he's been seeing or what he knows. Um, he is a radio broadcaster for us. So, I don't see us throwing it around by any means. I think this is going to be a run-heavy offense with Grant mm-hmm. Merch just being a game manager type deal, and that's probably what he's really good at. Um, I don't – I think, yes, obviously the Utah and Tennessee games are huge. It'd be nice to go one and one in those. If you can go one and one, the biggest games for me is that Kentucky to South Carolina game. Those three game stretch, man, you cannot lose to Kentucky and Vanderbilt again. 
I mean, <laughs> you just if, can't do it. <laughs> dude, so, so if so if Florida opens up the season three and one, they go two and one in that Kentucky, Vandy, South Carolina stretch. You have to be feeling. I mean, five and two. I mean, you. I mean, you got Missouri left, Arkansas. You can kind of feel like you yeah. can get two more wins right there, man. Yeah. You never know with Florida State uh, coming down to your place how what that might do because right I mean, you, you don't ever know what's going to happen when it comes yeah. to the weekend like you really really don't and man last but not least the team that i've been saying do <laughs> not sleep on the vanderbilt commodores baby i mean this oh, this team gets me excited i don't know it's it's probably because of our friend Bo. He's the only Vanderbilt fan that I know. And I think that he's kind of gotten me excited about Vanderbilt football, man. And Clark Lee's a perfect fit there. And then you have Barton Simmons, their their general manager. I kind of I kind of followed him before he became the general manager because he had a podcast and just listening to them talk, man, they get me so excited about the vision for Vanderbilt football. They open up the season with Hawaii. I think that's a win. They get um, Alabama A&M at home. They're at Wake Forest, who's I think is going to have a downgrade from last season. They get UNLV on the road. They get Kentucky at home. They get Missouri at home. They get Florida on the road. Georgia at home off week. They are at Ole Miss, Auburn at home. I really wish that I could go to that game. At South Carolina, they get another off week since they're playing in week zero. And then they're at Tennessee to end the year. Man, they're over-under three and a half. I think they could be over by October. But even if they don't go over by October, I think they're gonna go three and one with the non-con, and they're gonna upset at least one SEC team. So I got Vanderbilt going over, baby. Yeah, I, I do. I don't know who they're gonna get their fourth win by. They're gonna have to sneak somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. I do think I think they're going to lose to Wake Forest. Um, it's at Wake. I still think Wake's better than them. I think Wake's an okay team. Um, but man, I don't know who that fourth win's going to come against. I really hope it's not Florida again. Um, <laughs> That'd be tough for them to come into the swamp and win, though, dude. Yeah, that is going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be at the one they get at home, and yeah. it might be one of those late games where it's cold up there and. I don't know. I think they can maybe get – I think four is definitely more likely. I just don't know if they can get five. Not sure. I don't think they're going to get to five wins. But, hey, I didn't think they were going to get to five wins last season either. But Dude, they can catch some people at the right time with injuries dude. or something crazy. Man, they can go in there and beat somebody. Oh, yeah. And I fully believe by the year 20 – I say 2025, I think we could be looking at Vanderbilt consistently making bowl games. 
being kind of like when James Franklin was there, like you have yeah. to prepare for them and con- right. seriously consider them on a week to week basis. Like, do not sleep on them because they will be right. Sure. And and like they have guys that are running the program now. That one, they know how to scout talent. They know how to scout talent, and then they know what they are solid with their identities, with what they want to be as a program. They're they're so they're solid in their culture, and they know who they want to bring in, and they're able to get them on. They're able to get them on, and they develop them. So that's why I'm kind of setting that 2025 time table is to get the guys in and then be able to develop them and then kind of be able to pop and say this is what we're going to be from here on out we are going to consistently bring in talent we're going to have a lower rate of we're going to have a lower rate of missing on guys because we can't afford to miss on guys so i think they're really gonna hammer it home in the coming years and i think vanderbilt's going to be here to stay as long as Clark Lee is here. Man. I had a blast tonight and I love we had so many people in the comments. We had Jack, we had Kathy, we had we had our Nolan. friend Nolan in the chat killing it with the Florida questions and he even had one that we didn't address, man. He he thinks Graham Mertz is going to be throwing the short passes and he thinks that the running backs are going to be really nice and kind of anchor the florida gators man him kind of mentioning that i mean from our first um scrimmage we had a few days ago i mean that was kind of the highlight points that one of the insiders kind of said was graham did a great job running the offense and just kind of nickel and diamond it down the field and um dude we got some speed man we got um probably the fastest wide receivers we've had in a long time the only thing they're they're just young yeah. yeah, they're just fresh. Young. So, just going to have to figure it out. They're going to have to figure it out because they're going to play. So, yeah. it'll be fun, man. I'm excited about watching some SEC ball. Uh, Dude, Vanderbilt's first right up. Corner. Vanderbilt's first up against Hawaii uh, week, week zero, zero. So, Man, we are so close. We are 13 days away, man. So, shows coming up. We're going to do conference winners, playoff picks, Heisman picks. There's really not that much skill in predicting all of that in September and August, but you, but we, we have to do it. And then we're gonna break down the pickums. That's kind of what this show is going to turn into. We're going to be breaking down 10 games every week. And we have a pickums group. There's 15 of us, just me, Will, and just, um, just, um, a bunch of our friends, we get to pick the 10 games every week. You rank them 10 to 1. So we're going to be breaking down our thoughts on all of those 10 games every week. Man, I'm excited. Can't can't wait for all the stuff we're going to be able to bring you all this fall with our on-campus videos too. And again, we are going to Tennessee at Alabama, Florida at LSU, and Alabama at Auburn. So we're really going to be able to showcase some of the best venues in the SEC. Will... Any last words before we sign off? No, man. I am ready for it to be here, dude. It'll be here before we know it. High school ball's already kind of kicked off. Scrimmages were this week. Um, We got week one this this coming up week. Thursday, the Grangers are kicking it off. Oh, yeah. Here in LaGrange against Carver, Atlanta, and the Troop has it. 
with Harris County coming here, and then uh, Old Callaway kicks it off the next Friday against Cedartown. So okay, it'll be fun to watch some high school ball to get watch to watch our three teams here in Lagrange. Oh, yeah. um, kick it off, dude! I wish I could go to the Langston Hughes versus Carrollton game. That game's gonna be Two. awesome, but. I'll, but but I'll have to check that out on um, ESPN too. Watch when, it on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, Carrollton put it on their team in the scrimmage game. They won like sixty-eight to zero, seventy-nine to zero, or seventy-nine to zero. Ugly, ugly. But that that that's high school ball. This is a college football show, man. So I'm. Oh man, I'm so excited for college football, man. Get close. Don't forget, man, just a little last words here. Subscribe on YouTube. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are on TikTok. We are on Instagram at the College Football Experience. Give us a subscription there. It's free. Give us a like. Share it with all your friends, with with, with all your buddies, and just come along on this season with us and just join us on this ride man and it's gonna be a whole heck of a lot of fun man and we sure appreciate everyone commenting and then all of the viewership and just keep on keeping on with it man well i will talk to you later my friend see you see y'all y'all have a good night